Welcome to the Illennials Podcast. This is going to be episode, I think it's, uh, what are we at, 12 now? Yeah, this is 12. 12. Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary persons. Uh, I am uh, Smith, one of the uh, hosts of this podcast. I'm here with my, my brother and my friend and my confidant. Wait, do you have another co-host now? <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know there was somebody else on this call. Oh, you're mean, talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Oh, I was actually blown away by your energy at the beginning. You're like, "Welcome!" I was like, "We've had some low there. energy starts." You think so? You know, so I decided to to just like jazz. Do you it think up this, this conversation is just bringing the energy back down? Yeah, it really is. Come on, say okay. your name. Let us know. Oh yeah, are. I'm uh, the executive. I'm you know a bunch of stupid titles. Seth, that's who I am. Uh, the co-host of this podcast. You were just you were just demolishing the energy that I built up here. I expected you to come up with some <laughs> shit like Galactic Space Emperor Podcaster Seth. I, I didn't know. I thought. This well, was now I can't good. say that ever because you just said it. I mean, I, I do have a copyright on it now, and you will owe me a nickel if you ever say it. Okay. Well, good luck finding a nickel. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always funny that we think about, like, denominations of money. Like, who decided on, you know, five cents, ten cents, and then all of a sudden 25 cents? All right, it's a jump, you know? And then there's no 50, there's no 50 cent coin, so you kind of just, like, you really j- jump the gun here. See, I actually have this, I have this, sometimes I have this weird, like, premonition, like, I can see the future. Mm-hmm. And I literally just saw someone listening to this episode and falling asleep at what you just <laughs> said. How they decide what denominations of money to make. I want to be a fly on the wall during that conversation. Okay, but hear me out here. Okay, why is there a 25 cent coin but a $20 bill? Five more people just fell asleep. (laughs) it's, It's bothered me for a long time. And the other day, I found a quarter uh, uh, on the floor at work, and I picked it up, and I was looking at it, and it has, you know, the uh, the date when it was made, and it was 1985. And I thought to myself, you know, this quarter is older than me. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Then I thought, actually, if you really think about it, I am probably older than that quarter, right? Because I'm made up of, like, carbon and hydrogen and stuff. Now, those were, the, like, the first elements ever created, you know, in the, in the hearts of of stars and stuff yeah. and iron and doesn't come in until much later. So it's a much heavier element, you know? So technically the, my constituent parts are older than that of the, 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 the quarter. I didn't know that we had Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> on the podcast this week. Cause I feel like I'm flying through the cosmos right now. <laughs> Can I just say for a second though, uh, like fuck Neil deGrasse Tyson a little bit for being corny as shit. Yeah. He's real lame on Twitter. Sadly. It's like, he seems like a cool guy. I mean, I don't want to say that anymore. He seems like he'd be an entertaining dude, but he, dude, he, like, way too often has to get on Twitter and be like, well, here's why this thing is actually bad. Yeah. Sad, because he's a pretty funny guy, but, you know. I guess they can't all be winners. I mean, they can't all, I guess they can't all be Carl Sagan. Yeah, they took him too soon. Carl Sagan was like our weed smoking smart guy, and now he's dead. And who's who's our new who's our new like chill smart guy? There isn't one. You don't think we have a chill smart? How about how about the new savior of the universe that got inducted this week? Elon Musk. 
Oh man, I got so I got I I got so much Elon Musk material this week, dude. Yeah, dude. If I was a stand-up comedian in like the '90s right now, I would be waving the wire of the microphone back and forth talking about Elon Musk. <laughs> you know. I just saw a great thing today, actually, that I need I need to relate to you. Okay, so apparently, when Elon Musk got married to uh, whoever it was he was married to, um. He, at their like wedding when they were dancing he looked her in the eye apparently and said um i am the alpha in this relationship seems like you know what he's like a straightforward guy who knows what he wants you know i'm just trying to imagine <laughs> a wimpy little twerp like elon musk telling someone he's the alpha yeah um so we we can get right into it if you want the the big thing that Elon Musk did this week. Well, Elon Musk didn't do it. A company that Elon Musk owns and operates put a uh, car into space. Yeah, the, the Tesla Roadster, right, with the yes. crash dummy in it or whatever. Yeah, he put it straight into the orbit using his private version of NASA called SpaceX. Um. That's been he's operated it for about ten or twelve years now, and uh, yeah, they just uh, using literally nothing but some billionaire's money or uh, several billionaires' money, put a car into space, and uh, people on the internet, uh, people like us, like you and me, people who are middle to lower, 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 lower class. Um, are going on and talking about Elon Musk as if he's the coolest guy and he's going to save everybody because he can he can do cool stuff that the American government won't even let NASA do anymore, you know? Yeah, it's... Uh, it, I think that the Roadster is red, right? Like, the, the, yes. the car. And it's supposed to be a reference to the opening of the movie Heavy Metal. Um, missing the point that Heavy Metal would have liked... That, that, that Heavy Metal as a genre uh, sort of, like, would hate people like Elon Musk. Are you saying referencing heavy metal the movie or heavy metal the genre of music? Well, the, the movie, but the movie is, you know, an expression of the genre of music. So yeah. I think that, 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 that and, I mean, the, the worlds that, that the movie are depicted. Have you seen heavy metal? You ever seen the movie? Yeah, we watched it together when I was, like, way too young to have ever seen that movie. There's, like, a lot, like, a lot of cartoon tits in that movie, isn't there? Yes, there is. But, the, it's like, it's all dystopias and stuff, and it's all bad shit, so it's like, I don't think that movie really is a, a, a thing that you want to emulate for your brighter version of the future, you know? Yeah, and so the, the big problem that I have with the whole scenario is that people are making it seem like, oh, Elon Musk is going to be the guy who's going to go out and help us as, as one day establish an interplanetary colony, and we'll, we'll some of us will move from Earth and not have to deal with this planet that we fucked up. We can just move somewhere else. And the issue there is, sure, Elon Musk does probably want to do all those things, but he doesn't want to take you with him. No. no you, Why you on earth would Elon Musk want to take some cashier at Walgreens? No offense to cashiers at Walgreens, but why would he want to take you with him to space when it could be just him and his billionaire buddies who will have everything provided for them just because of their money? I mean, I'm way more in the in the the camp of the cashier at Walgreens in this fight. Um, That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying. Of course, I I love the cashiers at Walgreens are awesome, and I love people who have those jobs. I'm in. I'm on their side. But why? That's what I'm saying. Is these are the people who are posting on Facebook and saying like, "Oh, Elon Musk is great. He's gonna fix, he's gonna change everything," but they don't realize that he's changing things for himself. 
No, you know? it's it's purely self-serving. It's they're not trying to push forward the boundaries of, of of science for you know the public edification. It's for it's for his own personal shit. It's just to, to this roadster is gonna be in space for a fucking million years, and it will fucking like crash into the diplomatic ship from the Reticulan Empire coming here to make peace with Earth and kill like millions of Reticulans and start a fucking intergalactic goddamn war and cause the extermination of our human species. But it's a monument to how big Elon Musk's dick is. Or how big he wishes it was. Well, to be fair, if he's telling his wife he's the alpha in the relationship, his dick's probably pretty fucking small. Exactly. So that's 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 what all these billionaires do. They, they just compensate for how unsatisfying they are as people by paying for everything. And did you see the other thing, too, that happened with the uh, uh, the Tesla like production facilities? What happened there? No. Um, the UAW, the United Auto Workers, are trying to unionize uh, the Tesla uh, factories, and they're getting it's it's going pretty well actually, from what I hear. They're do they're making great strides uh, towards getting that done. And Elon Musk sent out around like a company wide memo, and I'm like, who the fuck? Who's the production guy on the line who are reading the goddamn memos? You know. Uh, but anyways, the memo says that if they vote, if they vote down the UAW, they reject the union. He's going to install. Uh, free frozen yogurt machines in all the fa- in all the factories, and he's gonna put in a roller coaster using Tesla electric single person pods. That, I mean, hey, yeah, union unions suck. I'd rather have frozen yogurt. Yeah, I'd much rather have fro- frozen yogurt than healthcare. Yeah, and a roller coaster that I'll probably never get to ride because I'll have to work at hundred percent efficiency. Yeah, Elon Musk is like a parody of a billionaire, you know? This is like some shit you'd see in a movie. Yeah, I mean, a lot of... Actually, the thing is, a lot of billionaires are kind of parodies of what you'd think billionaires would do. Because they don't know, you know? They, they grew up on the same kind of media as we did, these new money types especially. Although Elon Musk's family only lived in South Africa from 1945 to 1989, I really wonder what happened in that time period that made him leave America. I wonder what could have possibly gone on... After 1945, that's a weird, hmm, time oh, frame. Oh, didn't you see, um, didn't you see that Elon Musk, uh, put Donald Trump in the dirt on Twitter? Didn't you see this? I did not see this. Oh, man, it was awesome. Uh, Donald Trump, first of all, both sides of this are so fucking stupid to me. So Donald Trump tweets out and was like, oh, I'm very pleased with the successful launch of SpaceX. It shows that american engineering and ingenuity can like, truly do cool th- something like that some stupid shit and uh elon musk tweeted back and said i'm from south africa you dumbass yeah i saw someone say that uh, uh elon musk was from one of those shithole countries trump was talking about and i'm like no he's really not he's a no. white guy from south africa that's a whole different dichotomy I saw someone uh, uh, try to call Elon Musk an African-American. Oh, man. I was about, I was like beside myself with laughter when I saw them call him an African-American. Oh, my God. And it's it's just because I I work, I mean, I work at a, like a a techie kind of place. And like there's two different offices and like one of the offices they literally had the spacex launch playing on the their two of their big screens they have in their office and everyone sat and watched it and in my office guys like had it on their computers and 
we're like and we're watching it we're like oh this is so cool and it was just like driving me crazy because one of one of the guys that i work with like kind of knows my political opinions and doesn't quite agree with me and he was just like yeah you you should lighten up about all this stuff and i was like okay i I will lighten up the day that i get proven wrong yeah i've yet that is when i'll lighten up i've yet to see anything about these billionaires that makes me think they have our best interests in mind at all you know yeah and I, I mean, and people were like, oh, why are you whining about, about Elon Musk? Like, he's just some dude who's trying to put shit in space. Why don't, why don't you care about, like, you know, Eric Prince or Jeff Bezos or the Coke brothers? And I'm like, I got plenty of time and lots of anger to go around. Trust yeah. me. Don't worry. I hate them all. Don't worry. It's just right now, Elon Musk is the one that everyone's dick riding. So you got to say something, you know? Right. It's like, you don't I mean things come up in the news and you're like, oh yeah, fuck that dude. Because I feel like somebody has to be the one saying that, right? Like you got to have somebody in the crowd who's like, actually, this is kind of fucked up. Yeah. And, uh, that's what, that's what the millennials are. We're here to be like the, the people you love suck. You don't have, don't have heroes. Right. And I mean, I actually feel like the idea of a hero is somewhat, uh, uh, and you know, it's, it's sort of like, it goes count, it's counterfactual to socialist belief, you know, uh, which is about collective action and, and the power of the people working together. And, you know, heroes are, you know, singular figures of great power and importance. And that kind of like runs counter to believing that, 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 you know, the, the individual should give up things for the good of the collective. Yeah. And the, like the honestly, the more we see from these guys like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and blah blah blah, we could name them all off if we wanted to. The more we start to see that they are want they want to build their society rather than improve the one that's here, you know. Yeah, like Elon Musk wants to build like a fucking train that'll take you from New York to Washington D.C. in fifteen minutes, and I'm like, who's gonna be able to afford to use it, you know? Oh, no, he wants to make it, uh, it's going to be affordable public transit. You didn't know? Oh, yeah, the the, the public transit. Yeah. Well, I'm, private I, public, I should say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've looked at some of the proposals that they've had, and, like, what Elon Musk wants to do is just make roads and cars underground and on a track. Yeah. It just defeats the entire purpose of public transit in, in its entirety, you know? It's, it's like I said, they he doesn't understand the thing he wants to build. Yeah, and he just wants like a bullet train that just shoots people at 6,000 million miles an hour. And it's like, well, sure, that sounds cool, but who is going to use this? I mean, I'd use the hell out of it if it was freely available to the public, you know? And I mean, you lived in Atlanta, right? So you used the yeah. MARTA. You, you know Marta. what public transit is like. Yes, man, the MARTA was awesome. Every day... Some guy was, like, trying to sell you headphones or mixtapes or whatever, and it was crowded, but it was awesome. And it was co- it cost me, like, $10 a week to uh, get to, to and from work, um, which wasn't too bad. However, uh, it should be free. Yeah. I mean, I, I, was, I was very very confused when I had to pay for it. I was like, oh, I thought this was completely public. You would think your tax dollars would do all that for you. Yeah, like what am I? What are these tax dollars that are using? They're getting used, getting used to build the Marta, um, 
but they're not getting used to operate it for some reason, which is weird, you know? It, it's very... And also, I noticed that, like, there weren't any bathrooms there either when I was there. Like, you had to, like, get a guide or the key let you into the bathroom. Yeah. So, okay, some of them do have bathrooms you can just go in and out of. Mm-hmm. Um, but the certain, like, some of the central stations, they, like, only have, like, small bathrooms. And it's, it's a weird system. I don't know why some have open public bathrooms and some don't. That's really weird. You feel like any any place should just have a public bathroom no matter what. Yeah, I agree. And, like, I don't know. It feels... I, I, mean, I, love, I Here's the thing. I come... We both come from a country area, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. if we're the same on this one, but I uh, personally love the idea of public transit. I would... I would very much not want to drive if I could if I could stop, you know. Yeah, I understand. I w- I would trade the ability to piss outside whenever I want to be able to not have to drive to work. Well, on that note, I have an article I'd like to bring up. Okay. Um, and it's we're tra- it's so funny we're transitioning from Elon Musk to Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, this motherfucker! Just the thesis of our podcast. Although it's not it's not about him specifically, it's about his company Facebook. So there's this a uh, very good news site on the internet called Split Cider. If you are into comedy, um, even comedy podcasts, just anything that has to do with uh, live performance comedy, Split Cider has very good articles and very good reviews and such. And they have an interview here with the CEO of Funny or Die um, about it's called How Facebook Is Killing Comedy. Okay. Which is already the best headline I've seen in a long time. So basically, um, if so any of you doesn't know, a lot of comedy websites, uh, most notably Cracked and Funny or Die, have, ha- have recently had massive layoffs of a lot of their staff. Um, people who are like writers, video producers, a lot of stuff. Um, they've had to lay off people because they just can't afford to pay them anymore. And CEO Mike Farah, or Farah, F-A-R-A-H, however you would say that, he is the CEO of Funny or Die, and he was talking about, in this interview, about how Facebook has killed independent online comedy because of this whole idea of their newsfeed and their algorithm. So, and it also kills their revenue. So one thing he mentioned was that if you make a good video and it's appropriate enough for Facebook whenever you upload it... Um, They'll put it through their algorithm, and it'll get it'll get put on a lot of news feeds, and then that'll make it get shared around a lot more. And you'll and eventually most people on Facebook will see it because that's how these videos and this this content kind of works. Um, but the um, the problem is, all that ad revenue that you get from Facebook goes to Facebook. It's not YouTube where they share like you get ad revenue. Facebook gets all the ad revenue from your video if it's watched on their site, and it doesn't link out because most people these days are. They put in Facebook, and they just want to see everything that's on Facebook. They don't want to link out to funnierdie.com to watch a video on your website and give you ad revenue. They're just going to watch it on Facebook, and Facebook gets the ad revenue. So, And then the other thing is that he was talking about is that you can make a good piece of content, but if either Facebook doesn't deem it appropriate or it just doesn't get into their algorithm, it could just get a couple of thousand views and then go nowhere when it was actually like, a really good piece of content but because it does it didn't get driven by facebook you won't make any money off of it and any money that does get made off of it on facebook will go to them anyway so it's like what are facebook standards for acceptable content basically yeah i mean he doesn't say in the article um i would imagine probably low sexual content low cursing um 
not um, politically offensive, you know, pretty bland stuff. And anything that's a little more than that probably has to be, like, very broad, like, you know, just making fun of Donald Trump, not making fun of the entire political system, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, that would be an example. But, yeah, and it's it's happened with a lot of websites, especially small ones. Even stuff like The Onion isn't doing very isn't doing as well, even though uh, The Onion's just having a hard time because it's just hard to make satire out of the society we're living in now. Yeah, I can see that would be tough. So, it, yeah. Uh, well, I imagine that Facebook also has guidelines like, don't make fun of Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm sure that's... You, you never see videos on the internet that make fun of Mark Zuckerberg. It seems like, like think, that. think of the last video you saw, because the man is very easy to make fun of. Does it himself a lot of the time. Yeah, so, but you never see any, like, funnier die videos or crack videos or any kind of YouTube or Facebook content where Mark Zuckerberg is the butt of the joke, you know? It's because people know it will be like, you know, uh, like you said, it would be it would be viewer or, view or ad revenue suicide to, to not get your video included on things like Facebook. The only piece of media that's made about Mark Zuckerberg details how he stole an idea from two other people and then he's still the protagonist somehow. I mean, all you gotta know is Aaron Sorkin wrote it and that pretty much sums up for you why yes. that's the, the case. Then again, that, that, that movie and that story, uh, I don't know how real most of it is, but has no... There's no good guys in that entire story, really. Yeah, I mean, no, no matter what, even if you're the fucking Vinkle Vlas or Shinkle Shot, whatever the fucking twins' names are, even if you're them, I mean, then they would just have created Facebook and been assholes like Mark Zuckerberg, you know? Like, it's not like him stealing the idea made him an asshole. They are all assholes. It was just which one got rich fastest, you know? Yeah, the fucking Bullwinkle twins are not preferable to fucking Mark Zuckerberg because, I mean, didn't they just become, like, I saw a story of them becoming the world's first Bitcoin billionaires, like, three weeks ago or some shit? Oh, yeah, well, after they after they didn't get the whole Facebook thing, they moved on to being big Bitcoin proponents and investors, and now they're, like, swimming in Bitcoin revenue. Didn't Bitcoin just, like, drop by, like, half of its value? Oh, yeah, but it it comes right back up. So how, it's been doing that for a long time. So Mark Zuckerberg, uh, basically, or, or Facebook in general, I, I suppose, is you know they're basically dictating to to the, the the people who make content what it's like it's like the Hayes Code or the the comic book code all over again because it's like okay the government doesn't really regulate what you can say but if you don't follow these you know private guidelines for what's acceptable content then you're not going to be able to be sold when you go out of business. Yeah, and it's. And it's worse to me than, like, because, you know, YouTube in, in itself, it has a whole lot of problems. But what YouTube does best is it does reward you for putting stuff on its website because you do get ad revenue. You can make money off of your stuff. But Facebook doesn't even do that. Facebook will push your content out for anybody who's using Facebook, and they still get to keep all the money. And all you get is the classic exposure, you know? But the whole and- problem with Facebook giving you exposure is... That no one's ever linking out to your website, so they can watch any funnier die video they want through Facebook, and then never have to go to your website and give you any business. It's just stealing your your views, basically, for your content. Exactly. It's actually well, it's r- really ridiculous when you actually think about it that they're even allowed to do that. 
it sort of like brings to mind the idea for me that like maybe the market economy isn't the best way to do this because like sure it's not government censorship but if a if a, if a single or a cartel of private interests can get together and sort of like dictate what's acceptable and what's not and who gets to be get paid and who doesn't it's really no different from a state-run media right it's just it's just in the hand of people who have even less oversight than the state would yeah and serve even more specific interests than the state would right and they're beholden to no one they're not electable you know you don't you don't get to tell mark zuckerberg he's not in charge of facebook anymore with your fucking vote so they have no accountability to anybody but but themselves and that creates a situation where if you don't make things that are you know if not you know dick slobberingly approving of them you know neutral towards them you're you're not going to get her. You're not going to get your message out there. And that leads to you, you know, not being able to make that content anymore. Yeah. And, I mean, this, there's also a little bit of a bright side of the story. We talked about it last week. People are maybe not in huge numbers, but a lot of people are dishing Facebook at this point. And hopefully, as these movements get bigger and bigger, be, more people will get rid of fa- websites like Facebook and will help people who, you know, try their best to make a living off of making content for other people you know, they'll be able to visit their websites and give them actual revenue because it's the system is very fucked right now if you're trying to do just original content and get paid for it. One thing I've always heard from people was like, when I bring this up, they're like, well, if under your system, your, you know, socialist system, people wouldn't even get revenue from their, their content. How would they even make anything? And I'm like, you wouldn't have to get revenue because you would just, you would just be paid to live, you know, you, you could you could make your like dark side Phil could make his terrible fucking YouTube videos for the rest of his life for free because he wouldn't need to fucking you know uh, uh, sustain himself. Yeah. And there's something beautiful in that, you know. Yeah, I mean, people who like to do these kinds of things, people who like to um, write comedy, write drama, act, direct, make sets, make costumes, they do it because they like it. They clearly don't do it for the money. Because most people who do those things don't make that much money. Even if you do it regular, like some people who act on a regular basis are like commercial actors and small voice actors. They don't make a lot of money, okay? Even if they get steady work. So if they were taken care of, not only could they do more of those things, they wouldn't have to worry about how much they're getting paid. And they wouldn't have to worry about these, like we just talked about Facebook's standards for what can be popular. I mean, you have to imagine that Funny or Die, they probably have like a number like, oh, at least... 80% of our content has to be able to go on Facebook, which means 80% of what your people are writing has to follow these standards, and it wouldn't be what they actually want to write, you know? Yeah, like I said, it's, it harkens back to the days of the Hayes Code, where yes. it was like, movie, like, you can't show, like, a, you know, a, 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 I don't know, I don't even actually remember any specific things that the Hayes Code had. I, I can tell you some of the things the Comp Book Code had, which were things yeah. like, you know, you couldn't have a black character who was in a position of power over a white character, you know, and that wasn't ever governmentally mandated, but it was mandated by, you know, the comic books authority who basically said you get sold or you don't get sold based on what we say. So if you break our, our regulations, then, you know, fuck off. You don't get, you don't get to get money for your, your art. Yeah. I I have the, uh, the Hayes code here. Mm -hmm. So you can't have pointed profanity. Hmm. Any, I can never say this word, licentious or Mm -hmm. suggestive nudity, the illegal traffic of drugs, any inference of sexual perversion, this one's great, white slavery, what? 
Yeah. Mis miscegenation. Oh man, that's race mixing. Yes, race mixing. I've never, I've actually never seen that word before. Uh, sex hygiene and venereal diseases. What sex scenes, hygiene? Scenes of actual childbirth, in fact or in silhouette. Children's sex organs. Okay, that one's fine. Fair. All right. Good. Ridicule of the clergy. Hmm. And a willful offense to any nation, race, or creed. And that one has probably the least enforced one of them all. Yeah, I know, right? Willful offense. What the fuck, dude? Like, did you ever watch any of these movies from the Hayes Code days? Like, they were all kinds of offensive on purpose. And there's a couple of other ones, or there's a lot of others that are called a be careful. Not those are the don'ts. Mm-hmm. And there's some be careful. So it's a very long list, um, oh, yeah. which includes first night scenes. What? Rape or attempted rape. I like how that one's the be careful and not the yeah. don't. Be careful of rape or attempted rape, but definitely, you definitely can't make fun of the clergy. Yeah, don't make fun of the clergy. Oh, and the institution of marriage. Wait, you can't show it or you can't make wait. fun of it? Yeah, oh, wait, you, can't, you can't make fun of it. Okay. Which is so, I don't know, this this is a very weird code. I'm, I'm glad we don't live by this anymore. I mean, but now we have the, the MPAA, which is a shadow yeah. organization of of who gets to do what and when. Yes, you know? if anyone listening has never seen the movie, uh, this film has not yet been rated. You should definitely check it out if you want to know more about how movies are actually rated and how dumb the qualifications for people who get into the MPAA actually are. Yeah, it's like, people. I, I've met people who think that the MPAA is a government organization. It is nope. not. It has no oversight except for its own. Yeah, and it's, uh, I don't want to give it too much away because you should watch the documentary, but it's basically just random people. Just, mm-hmm. like, it could be any motherfucker. Just enforcing their will, and completely, absolutely, too, because, like, you don't get to really appeal to the MPAA. They, their no. decisions just happen. And I've seen yeah. some people who troll them, like, I think it was, what was it, it was Team America World Police? That yeah, Trey Parker and Matt Stone really fucked with them. Like, they made some, like, apparently they said that they, they like, added worse stuff in their second cut and got, like, a second rejection. They took they took the worst stuff out and got an approval keeping in the stuff that got rejected the first time around. Yeah, they, they said that they, that they would just, like, make something that was super ridiculously offensive, send it in, get rejected, and then keep in all the stuff they wanted to and just get rid of, like, the really extreme stuff, and then it'd be fine. Like, even the stuff that... Even stuff that was specifically outlined the first time, they would keep in, and then it would still get approved. So, it's such, you know, they just have, they don't really have any standards or any real outlines for how they make their decisions. Speaking, by the way, of content creators and right. their their recent output, have you seen the ongoing, continuing saga of Logan Paul? Oh my god, Logan Paul. So, I haven't actually seen the video, because I will never watch the video. No. Um, but apparently he, like used a taser on dead rats or he electrocuted dead rats or something Mm -hmm. and now youtube is suspended him for making ad revenue which like sounds like sure it's a positive step but it's really not because doesn't that dude like sell merch and stuff so oh yeah he still makes a lot of money off of merch but you i mean how is youtube gonna control that i mean yeah i mean well I, i know how they control it right now i can just ban the motherfucker just get rid of him well, yeah, I mean, he'd, he'd still have his website and everything and sell merch on there. True, but then he could no longer use web, web YouTube as any kind of platform at all nah. for it, you know? True. But the thing is, they don't want to do that because, sure, it's fine to demonetize his videos. For him, they still get ad revenue, don't they, though? Yes. They're still going to get money on it. And then, 
fucking he'll also be like a guest on other videos. I mean, doesn't he have some like dumbass brother named Jake yep, as well? There's two Paul brothers. Good lord, man! It's, I think there's like and a their dad, who is apparently worse than both of them. How is that even possible? I've never, once again, I've never watched any of their videos, but from the overwhelming amount of comments I've read, people have said that whenever their dad appears on video, you can understand why his sons are such shitheads. Because apparently he's just way worse. Good lord. Was it Logan or Jake Paul that bought the house and used that to, like, just, like, or harass his neighbors, basically, with all of his fans? Well, he didn't, like, he didn't explicitly harass his neighbors, but he did do stuff. He would just, like, he like they emptied out the pool and they just burned like shitloads of furniture in it and just created so much smoke and smog and shit in the area and they would just you know they would just do the regular like have loud parties and just do a lot of stupid shit in this it was like a, it's like a, a suburban California neighborhood like where there's some expectation of people are just gonna kind of keep it to themselves and yeah whenever his neighbors reported it him and his friends were on the news and. Just being dumb shitheads and saying stupid stuff to the news report. It was. It's just disgusting to watch. It's. Um, it's but what's even indictment. more disgusting is speaking of houses. Logan Paul bought a seven million dollar house in California, and in his one of his comeback recent comeback videos to YouTube after the whole suicide thing, he um. It was after they cut off his ad revenue, he was like, guys, I just bought this house behind me. It cost $7 million, and now YouTube cut off my revenue. Thanks, YouTube. How am I going to afford this now? I was like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? I mean, it's a lesson that, I mean, this is a a weird thing to say, but, like, you shouldn't base your life decisions as a a creator of art, basically. Ah, well, okay, I'm going to have to stick to my definition of art and say that what Logan Paul creates is art, sure. Uh, uh, But you can't base your livelihood when you create that around the whims of a corporation because they could fuck you at any moment. Yeah, and I mean, when you have... When you have... This is something I've always wondered, like... Uh, maybe these YouTube guys just have really good accountants because I've always wondered, like, I, f- I feel like if I were to somehow be, like, a big YouTube person and I made money from ad revenue and I was making, you know, what what these some of these guys make, like, twenty sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a month, some even more than that. Let's just say I was making that. But I don't know, in the back of my head, I would always think, okay, but this could end at any moment because people could just stop watching my videos or YouTube could just fuck me over. So I should probably spend my money on small, reasonable things and save as much as possible. But, I don't know, maybe these guys have good accountants that, like, know how to move money around enough to get the stuff. I don't know. I'm not going to assume I know anything about the world of having a large amount of money. Um, but it does always, it always kind of irks me out about how, like, oh, man, because this could go away. How are you going to support buying this four to seven million dollar house that you bought? Look at it this way, man. If Darkseid Phil can jack off twice on stream uh, and still have fans, I mean... You think you're probably in the clear, okay, right? Tell me who Dark Side Phil is. I have no idea. You know who's guy? You know Dark Side fucking Phil? No, I, I would let the listeners know who is Dark Side Phil. He is a YouTuber, man, and he he plays video games badly and not on purpose. Like, I mean, look it up sometime. Dark Side Phil S Y D E uh Phil. He mm-hmm. is like the worst play. I've watched him play Metal Gear Solid, and he'll just like like cry because. The game does not work the way he thinks that it will. He plays XCOM. Like, he puts his guys out in, in the open and shoots the enemies. You know, doesn't even use cover and then complains when they die. He is... And yeah. also, he's jacked off twice on stream now. Uh, he's accidentally left his stream going while he went over in the fucking corner and jerked it. 
Dark Side Phil makes $863 per month on Patreon. Jesus Christ. I guess that's not as much as I'm making my actual job, but like, add that on to his ad revenue and whatever he has, like merch and shit, which he does have, I'm pretty sure. He does have merch. And just ask yourself, like, are we in the wrong business? Should we be like, should we be like on, on YouTube? Is that what yeah, we Should we do? just be like stupid, sexually perverted, racist people on, on YouTube and like sexists fucking, and just make dumb videos? What's his name? Dr. Uh, Disrespect, who came back after what? Was he, he's the guy that cheated on his wife or whatever. Yeah. And he came back and like, he's now he's in trouble for using like a ra- like a, like a racist Asian accent. Yeah, I haven't even read up on all that. I, I saw the, I saw like a bunch of it, like how he. He's he is either broken or very close to broken the record for most stream views for a single person because of his comeback. Good God! Um, but I mean, I don't know anything about this. Time. I have no problem with Doctor Disrespect actually. As I don't know, maybe maybe he did say some racist stuff. I actually don't know. Um, but other than that, I think Doctor Disrespect is actually one of the best content creators on Twitch. So I have no problem with him getting views. I I'm an old person who does not get the gimmick of. With the wig and the sunglasses and the, I don't know, it just—I watched like ten minutes of it one time and I was like, "This isn't for me. I don't understand what's going I mean, on right so, here." But you understand people just regularly playing video games. Yeah, totally. So why not understand somebody who likes to do it in character? You know. I mean, I, like I said, I don't get it, man. It was a very weird. And the character, character. the character is very light to me. He does—he's not going around like, oh, "I'm Doctor Disrespect. I'm going to kill you." He just kind of talks like a regular guy, and then sometimes he does, like, over-the-top stuff. So we found your Twitch streaming persona that you'll be using when we get yeah. on Twitch. <laughs> I can't wait to hear more of that voice all the yeah. time. It's It'll it'll kill me within two hours of streaming. I guess it'll be <laughs> worth it for the, the $2 in uh, donations I'll get. Oh, yeah, by the way, um, my current favorite thing that's happening right now is the movie Black Panther is coming out next week. Yes. And it is tearing our country apart. Because somehow, racists both love it and hate it. Oh, yeah. It's so weird. I saw, like, a thing today that was like, why isn't there a white panther? And it was not a joke. Yeah, like, what, is that? Does that, what does that mean? Anything that is associated to a color has to be associated to all colors now? And, I mean, it's, yeah, where's fucking orange panther, you know? Yeah. That's just a tiger, isn't it? That's actually just a tiger, now that I think about it. Um, but, like... There's an argument to be made that the concept of Wakanda, uh, uh, because, I mean, hold on, let's, let's back up here. I'm about to say some shit, and I need to preface it with this, is that Wakanda is a concept that was envisioned by white people. It was a white mm-hmm. writer who created Black Panther, who created Wakanda as a concept. So let's just go ahead and establish that as our baseline. Mm-hmm. But there's an argument to be made that Wakanda, which is depicted in, in the movies and in the comics as a as a uh, uh, an isolationist, you know, technologically advanced, uh, uh, racially, you know, homogenous, uh, um, militaristic monarchy, yes. um, is not necessarily a positive vision of a, of an African utopia, you know, because it, you know, it's like saying, okay, colonial, there's no, there's no colony colonization that happened here yeah so what does that change and it turns out the answer to that is it just makes them into uh you know isolationists who won't Mm -hmm. share their you know advanced technologies not just with the world but with their you know their fellow um african countries yeah so there's an argument for that and it does like i mean you see these alt-right dudes who are like 
uh, you know, Wakanda is an ethno state for black people, and we're cool with that because it proves that ethno states are good, and we should get, we should get to have our own ethno state too of just white people, and everyone should be sectioned off. And I mean, it's no different from what who what was his name? George Rockwell was it? The leader of the Nazi Party who went to see Malcolm X speak because he agreed that that white people and black people should be sectioned off into their own you know parts of the world. Yeah, it's it's just this is that happening again. Uh, just 40 years later. Yeah, and I, I have I have one thing that can easily take down anybody who's ever believed in an ethno state. Do you like any movie, any movie, that has people who are of different races in it? Like Pulp Fiction, for example. Just a random movie I'm throwing out there. It's got mm-hmm. black people, it's got white people. Would you want movies like Pulp Fiction to never exist, ever? Because that's what an ethno state would do. I mean, my, my question is, do you like you know, foreign food, you know? Yeah, you like, foreign you like, food. Do you like Chinese food? Yeah. I mean, not only should we be able to appeal them on the reason of all people should be able accept, should be accepted for who they are, no matter what oh, their skin color is, because skin color literally means nothing as far as, you know, if you should be respected as a person and treated as an actual human being. Mm-hmm. But if for some reason they won't listen to that insanely logical reason, then yeah. Do you like Chinese food? Do you like Pulp Fiction? Do you like anything that has anything that isn't white? Because if so, you're not going to like an ethno state. But in the case of Black Panther, the interesting part is that they're double wrong because, from what I've seen now, the plot synopsis of the movie, is that Black Panther, uh, uh, T'Challa, or T'Challa? T'Challa? I can't ever pronounce it right. T'Challa. Um, wants to create, wants to open Wakanda to the world, wants to, you know, start immigration programs or whatever, and wants to, you know, share their, their, uh, uh, themselves with the world. And the villain, uh, his, I guess his brother, Killmonger, um, fantastic name. what a name. (laughs) Fucking perfect name. Uh, is the opposite and wants the country to remain, you know, isolationist and cut off. So... The movie doesn't even agree with them it, unintentionally. You know, it's intentionally saying, fuck you, we need to be a global society. Yeah. So it's like, they're even more wrong than they thought. Like, the, the villain of the movie is literally them. Because, and even then, the villain of the movie is undermined by the fact that he has to work with a white dude. Like, he has to work with a foreigner to achieve his goals. Yeah. Uh, but the best part about all this is that even these... Dumb, idiot, racist are still going to end up giving Marvel their money to see the movie. So, like, yeah, go see it because you think it promotes ethnostates. And there's Marvel's still making the money off of it. And it's just going to be make it an even bigger movie, you know? Yeah. I've heard it. I mean, the, I, some of the hype around Black Panther kind of, like, puts me off a little bit. Like that version of the trailer that used uh, uh, Gil Scott Heron's uh, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. That kind of puts me off a little bit. Um and they're calling it, like, a revolutionary movie and stuff. And I'm like, dude, Blade existed, Spawn existed. It's not the first, you know, black superhero movie. Um, but, I mean, it looks like a, like a, like a good movie I'm going to go see. So, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a problem with the movie itself. It's the people who are trying to promote it, sometimes, I think, are, are putting too much hype into it or whatever. Or are billing it wrong. Yeah, I mean, okay, here's my thing. I... I hate the argument everyone brings up, like you just did, that Blade and all that stuff exists. Yes, they do. And yes, those are superhero movies, and they are very good. I love Blade, and I love Spawn. No matter what anybody says about them, those movies are awesome. But if we're talking about superhero movies, which have become a certain kind of entity within the past 10 years, Black Panther is the first black one. 
I mean, there's... And especially from the generation that is growing up on superhero movies, I promise you 90% of these kids have not even heard of Blade or Spawn. So, in a lot of ways, it is te- it is the first big black superhero movie. I mean, I, I definitely see what you're saying. It just seems like at that point you're starting to split hairs too much over, over you know, what is the the first big black superhero movie, you know? Because I mean, Blade happened... Sure. That's before, exactly before, what I'm doing. splitting hairs here. I mean, I, exactly. I guess. I don't know. It's like Blade, like, came out... I mean, Blade, shit. Blade kind of, like... If you think about it, really, people always credit Spider-Man, but Blade kind of started the superhero movie trend, you know? Like, it was the first yeah. one that was an adaptation, and it fucking... I mean, it was great. It ruled. Yeah, Blade was... 98. Um, Wasn't Spider-Man 2001? I think X-Men came before Spider-Man, didn't it? Was it 99 or something like that? X-Men was 2000. Okay. And then let's see when Spider-Man was. Spider-Man. See, the, I hate searching Spider-Man because there's a hundred things that say Spider-Man. Yeah. I just want to get the first movie. When did it come out? Nope. I just want the first one. 2002. So yeah, X-Men beat it by two years. And Blade beat that by two years. When did Blade come out? 98. Oh, wow. Spawn came out in 97. Wow. Okay, wait a minute. Blade has a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes? Fuck that website. That's Forever. Bullshit. I just want to point out that Spawn has John Leguizamo playing that fat clown character, and it's amazing. Yes. More and movies Michael, need John Leguizamo. I keep forgetting that Michael Jai White played Spawn. Yep, Michael Jai That's White, a, dude. Spawn and Black Dynamite, which is getting a sequel. Really, really? Yeah, it Michael is. Jai White has officially, like, they, they've been, they said they're, uh... They're in pre-production for a new uh, Black Dynamite movie. Huh. And here's one thing I have seen. Now, here's here's one here's one thing I see I have seen that supports you know your sort of side of this, mm-hmm. and it's that both Blade and Spawn yes have a black character as, as the as the superhero or whatever, but it never once like comments on the fact that they're black. Yeah. Like. Blade, it never comes up as far as I can tell. Not even once does anybody say anything about it. I think in Blade 2, Ron Perlman says something about uh, uh, Blade being black, but it's like one line, and it's a really weird line. Uh, yeah. It doesn't fit in. So, I, and, and Black Panther, of course, is uh, explicitly you know about you know African characters and it's African setting and it's Afrofuturism. Uh, so I get it. You know, they 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 have black superheroes, but the fact that they are black is not. Yeah. A and plus, big I mean, aspect. You gotta say, and plus, you know, Black Panther is made and written by Ryan Coogler, who got notes on the script by Donald and Stephen Glover, and they had he got they had his own uh, like production people come in to do like the art and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's very it's prog- and of sure, and of course, whenever you bring up that argument, people say, "Oh yeah, but white guys pay Ryan Coogler and white people do this." And yes, that is all true. We haven't gotten past that yet, but this movie is a pretty good step for. Getting some some really like a, a really black dominated production going forward for a huge company. I had to search it, Seth. I just had to do it, and um, I, you know what? We're all we're it's we're all safe. Everything is fine because uh, a Spawn did in fact come out two weeks before Steel came out. Oh yes, S- ne- never forget Steel. 
Steel was a, a, a fantastic film. I won't have anybody tell me differently. Um, but it is not the first big black superhero movie or black superhero movie because it did come out two weeks after Spawn. So wow. it was August fifteenth, nineteen ninety seven, and Spawn was August first. So it it beat him there by two Fridays. So it's we're all good. Spawn retains the retains the position. As it always has. Um so yeah, uh Let's see here. What else happened this week? Oh, right. We should probably talk about something that actually fucking matters for a second. And it's that uh, fucking the Democrats folded instantaneously on the government shutdown, like literally two hours. Yeah. um, And pass it on, you know, dreamers. I mean, but that's just become a theme of not only our podcast, but of history right now. It's just, oh, Democrats gave up again. The Democrats gave in. The Democrats gave, gave up all their power for this, all their clout for the whatever they gave up everything all the time i think there there were more uh uh democrat yes votes than there were republican uh no votes or something like that so it's ridiculous they just fucking immediately folded into this like uh i remember like watching it and i think nancy pelosi is standing there watching the clock count down to shut down like steely eyed and fucking resolved and then like, it counts down, and immediately, they like, 73 Democrats vote yes and get it passed. So, they really accomplished fucking nothing whatsoever. And it was it was all just a big show, just theater, that led to nothing. Yeah, and they, I mean, they just haven't accomplished anything in a while. No, they haven't. Not not one little bit at all. And this is, this is just going to be a trend until some Democrat, like, there's there will be some high Democratic majority, and also they need to get a backbone. Because even a majority won't help you if you are, you know, willing to give in on anything. And right now, I'm currently watching uh, Mad Men. I'm going to watch the show Mad Men, finishing it off for the first time. And I watched an episode not too long ago where uh, the Democrats choose to not go with an anti-war plank uh, in 1968, you know, for uh, um, the next presidential election. Yeah. And everyone in the show is just like, fuck the Democrats or dumb morons. We deserve Nixon if they can't fucking do this. And it just was like, man, this is giving me some real fucking uh, deja vu, basically. Yeah, there's actually a really good episode. I think, I can't remember what season it's in, but it's when, it's when JFK wins the presidency. And they're all, everyone in the office is for the Republican candidate. What was it, Nixon at the time? Uh, yes. Yeah, and like, there, it, it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of, you know, on the not election night a couple of years ago, there are all these, like, pop stars and rappers and celebrities at Hillary Clinton's party who are just popping champagne and having a good time, and that's what the office looked like during that time, and then, as soon as a candidate lost, everyone just, like, they lost all this fear. They blew their high, none of them were even, like, just instantaneously sober, and it painted a really interesting picture of what that what that looks like, you know? Yeah, a lot of it was like, uh, they sort of like, people were, um, vote, they want to go for the Republican, right? And they're all, they act like it's the end of the fucking world, like, they're just devastated that, that, that Kennedy won the presidency, and they just can't deal with it, and it does remind me a lot of what happened in 2016 to, to you know, to me, and people like me, you know? Yeah. And there's, a, there's also a really interesting episode that kind of, it shows me what I believe the contrast to uh, the times changing has been, is there's an, epi- there's an episode where JFK dies. Mm-hmm. Um, have you gotten to that? Uh, yeah, way, way, way past that. Okay, I was making sure. Um, 
so, and when JFK dies, the weird thing was all these people who were so against him winning and were just, you know, were so upset, they get upset when he dies. And they were like, the, and when somebody badmouths him, even these strong Republican businessmen are like, you don't say that about our fucking president, you know? Like, you, you, you don't talk about our president that way no matter what. But these days, if Donald Trump dies, there will be parties in the street. Oh, like, yeah, I 100% swear it'll look like the Super Bowl. You know? If Donald Trump's like fat heart gives out tomorrow, I know for sure that I will be out partying, and so yes, will plenty of other I people. I shed who... a fucking tear. Like, what are you talking? About? And if somebody says "fuck that guy," I was like, "Okay, I've been saying that for years now." So awesome. I mean, at the same time, I'll be sitting there at the party, going, "All right, guys, we still got Mike Pence uh, to worry about, but you know, yeah. for now, we have we have." And actually, you know, we talked about this before. If Mike Pence became president, it it would kind of be a uh, a little bit of a bad thing. Because he's so much more normal, you know, yeah. that people would kind of like lose a little bit of their fire they get from seeing the president be such a fucking weird asshole. Yeah, he's um, a regular sock puppet for the Republicans. Yeah, so it, you know, it's like one of those situations where, sure, it's good we got rid of this other guy, this guy, but we, you know, uh, to to get really nerdy for a second, uh, sure Sauron's dead, but we still got to worry about Morgoth. Wow, Morgoth, what a what a good cut. I mean, it's true, right? Like everyone remembers Morgoth, right? I'm pretty sure nobody remembers Morgoth. Yeah, only, only, only the real nerds out there. It's kind of like a Final Fantasy game where you know you kill Kuja or whatever, and then you got to kill God. Like the God shows up, and it's time to kill him. I'm not calling Mike Pence God. That's weird. But it's like you think you've taken down the, the really the bad guy, but there's a second other bad guy behind him that you forgot about or didn't even know about until this yeah. moment. For a lot of people, that would be Mike Pence when they when they figure out what a real fucking asshole he is. Um, but yeah, I think we kind of covered uh, most of the events of the week. You got anything else you want to talk about? No, just remember that Elon Musk is not the savior you think he is, and that Mark Zuckerberg has single-handedly killed all comedy in America, and no and one to... no one is going to laugh. And I want you to remember that Spawn uh, did beat Steel to theater, so it yes, was the first class. If there's movie. one thing you take away, Spawn beat Steel to the theaters. <laughs> Everyone does remember that. And also, Spawn was a huge success, and Steel was the opposite of that. Yes, so. And Morgoth is a thing. Morgoth, he's like Sauron's boss. Like Sauron is like middle management in the Lord of the Rings, like hierarchy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's like, people think he's the big bad, but he's like just your boss. And, you know. You always know that your boss has a boss in yeah. most situations. Uh, so he's your boss's boss, and you got to hate him even more. Even though no one ever talks about him. Because yeah, now, now really, I want to watch Lord of the Rings. Really, how, how often do you hear someone talk about your boss's boss? It's like uh, it's like Killer Mike said, who's the man behind the man behind the man behind the throne, you know? That's fair. Yeah, that's true. Gonna, that's who you need to focus on. But, uh, so yeah, this has been the Lineals Podcast, uh, episode 12. Um, you can find me, uh, Smith, on Twitter at, uh, at MCSurf, that's S-E-R-F. Yep, you can find him at, at M-C-S-E-R-F. And you can find my brother, uh, here on Twitter at... Twitter.com. Fantastic. Um, our art, as usual, is done by Marcus Barkley. Um, who can only be uh, reached by uh, contacting your lo- local witch and paying the toll. Um, and we will see y'all all next week. Oh, yeah. Later. <laughs>